You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it The Money Pit is presented by the Angie App, LL Flooring, the official flooring partner of the Money Pit, Bank of America, and the original Super Glue's Super Unix Brush-On. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your fall home improvement projects, your pre-holiday decor items, your plans for the remainder of this year or next. If you've got a project you've got to get done, hey, we're here to help. So let us do that. Reach out to us a couple of different ways. You can call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, or you can post your questions to MONEYPIT. Dot com. Coming up on today's show, if you're thinking about updating your kitchen in time for holiday meals, but you're concerned about the timing and the costs, well, don't be, because we're going to give you some easy updates that you can do over a weekend that can totally transform your space without those hassles in today's smart spending tip. And if you love older homes, you know that they definitely have their own personalities, and some of that personality can totally be plumbing noises. I mean, it's so strange, the noises that an old house makes. So we're going to share the source and the solution to all that banging and clanging. And the chilly weather may leave your home looking dark and dreary, but not if you spruce up your front porch with the colors of the seasons. We'll have tips on adding rich tones and accessories and simple hardware switch outs that you can all do yourself. And while we love for you always to stick around for the show, we've got a really great way that you can refresh your home sweet home because we're giving away a bunch of products this hour that's going to help you stick things together. Yeah, we've got a package of products from the original Super Glue Company worth 57 bucks, going out to one color drawing at random, and that includes Super Unix. Now, this is a universal extreme adhesive that outperforms Super Glues. So if you want to win it, you got to be in it. Pick up the phone, give us a call, reach out, and post your questions. That number, again, is 888-MONEYPIT or post to moneypit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Joe in Rhode Island, you've got the money pit. What's going on with your insulation? Well, we built a new home, yep. and it's two by six construction uh, okay. with a truss truss roof. Yep. And I used uh, open open uh, cell sprayed in insulation, and they come yep. in and then they shave it all down to the studs. Yep. So we have a completely sealed envelope of the of the structure itself. Okay. Now, when it's a it's a truss roof, so there's really no attic, but there is a space up there. Okay. When you sheetrock the whole ceiling and close that off, do I need to be concerned with some sort of ventilation in no, the not attic at all. space? Not at all. Where did they insulate in the attic? Did they insulate under the roof uh, itself? They, ins- or, they or? insulated the roof right to the plywood roof. 
Yeah. Nope. You absolutely do not need to ventilate a spray foam house. And, and here's why. Because basically now that attic is a conditioned space. I have a spray foamed attic. It's terrific because it's it's pretty much the same temperature as the rest of the house all the time. It used to be that it was, you know, super hot in the, in the summer and really cold in the winter. Now it's pretty much even, Stephen. And the fact that you use spray foam means that it expanded and sealed all the little cracks and gaps and crevices so you're not going to have any problems with uh okay. with drafts getting in there so you do not need to ventilate that roof now how about um we have a um, mechanical equipment up there i have the air conditioning unit up there yep mm-hmm. um no concerns with with that in that space either no it'll even work better because now you know when it's trying to cool in the summer it's not going to be doing so in an attic space that's 110 degrees all right i was concerned because there's absolutely no Ridge vent, no soffit vent. Yeah, no, that no... that is that is done correctly, uh, and we have to start thinking differently. Now, we use attic ventilation when we use products like fiberglass because we have to manage the moisture. But with spray foam ventilation, that is not an issue. That is now a conditioned part of your house, just like any room in your house. You may not okay. have heating ducts up there, but it does not need to be ventilated. Fantastic. All right, that's a good choice. All right. All right, very good. Good luck, Joe. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Juliana, Massachusetts, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? For the past several years, have used silicone caulking to fill in a one-half-inch gap between the bottom of the back door sill and the concrete walkway that comes up to it to keep water and critters from coming through. Okay. It breaks down very easily, so it needs to be replaced, and it's such a big gap, it really doesn't hold up well. Right. So I was thinking of using the expandable foam, but I was told that is not waterproof. Yeah. And someone else recommended using hydraulic cement to fill in that gap and make like a lip there to keep, um, keep the elements out. So I, the sill is the bottom sill of a door. It's not the, is it the kind of sill that could be removed off of the concrete? No. It's, okay. it, it is, it's already off of the concrete, but it's right. that gap that's there. I'm trying to find okay. out how to fill that in. Is it, does it have some give when you step on it because there's a gap underneath it? Does it, uh, does it bend and twist at all? Not at all. It's very sturdy. So here's what I would do. I would get some, I would get some cement, epoxy patching, epoxy repair cement. Uh-huh. It's very adhesive, okay? It'll stick to the old concrete surface. Clean out as much as you can of what you've put in there before. And then I would very carefully with a very small trowel, or you may even be able to do this with like a putty knife, I would start to pack the underside of that sill with that epoxy patching cement okay. until the point where it just starts to squeeze out ever so slightly from the bottom of that sill. And then I would just let it harden right in place. So two things will happen. You'll seal the gap and also you'll reinforce that open space because one of the reasons that the caulk falls out is because caulk is rubbery and it's just going to bend and flex and tear away. But if you use a solid cement to fill that gap, you're not going to have this problem anymore. Good idea. Thank you very much. Hey guys, we're giving away a set of products today that can help with dozens of repairs around the house. It's packaged from the original Super Glue Corporation and it includes Super Unix. This is a pretty neat adhesive. It's a universal instant extreme adhesive. It uses a new technology that is designed to outperform the usual instant super glues that are out there. And I love that it's able to bond to all materials, even foam and paper. 
and it sets in 10 seconds, really fast, and has a maximum strength of 2,800 PSI, so pretty strong stuff. That package is going out to one caller, drawn at random, so make that you. Call us with your DIY dilemmas. Call us with your decor challenges. That number is one eight 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 Money Pit, or post your questions to moneypit.com. That package of nine different products from the original Superglue Company is worth 57 bucks and going out to one listener, drawn at random. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. All right, we're talking to Richard now about something going on with the siding at their money pit. Tell us about it. My son ran into the handrail of the deck, and it kind of burst a hole in the side of my house. I got it covered up with a quarter-inch plywood, but I want to replace that piece of siding. I don't know where to get it. You know, Richard, I wonder, do you have any, like, 
extra siding, even if it's like a small little piece, or is there a spot that you can take a piece off and bring with you to like a, you know, like a more high-end lumber yard or someplace that would carry perhaps like, you know, more high-end composite siding? Yeah, it does sound like a composite because that's probably why it was damaged so easily. Unfortunately, that stuff's not very durable. But I like the idea here, Leslie, if you can find a piece that's in a non-visible area. Like, for example, maybe you have a deck and underneath the deck there's some siding there that kind of is maybe a foot or two deep and it's big enough to use to cover that one particular area. You know, you could always put the bad siding down there and put the good siding up to, to kind of like replace the area where that hole is. It's kind of like when you have like a, a carpet that gets badly stained and sometimes a good installer will steal a piece out of like a closet <laughs> where you can't see it yeah, totally. uh, and use it to patch the good spot. So I think that's probably the best bet. But what I might do is also take a picture of the siding because I you said it was a big sheet and there's a lot of different composites that are like that. But if you take a picture of the siding and go to a, I would go to a lumber yard, not necessarily a home center because they're, Usually people that work at a lumberyard have a lot more experience sometimes. With all due respect to home centers, these guys are, are more in the business every day. And I think they may be able to figure out what it is. I'm thinking that it might be one of the LP products, the Louisiana Pacific products. They did a lot of that composite siding uh, pieces like that. Uh, and maybe you could identify what this is. And if that's the case, then you just buy a whole sheet. Sure, you're going to have to take the whole sheet out of your house. So maybe even if you had a hole, now you're going to take a piece out that's four feet wide and eight feet tall. But at least it'll be the same stuff you had. And then, of course, you're going to have to paint it. So good luck with that project. Let us know how you make it. And make your son help, by the way, because he caused all this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sandra in Arkansas is on the line with a pretty mysterious issue going on at the toilet. What's happening? I have the master bedroom. And the hall bathroom, it backs up. It's exactly on the other side of my bathroom. And whenever the other toilet gets flushed, it pulls the water out of my toilet. I come home from work sometimes, a lot actually, and it's all, the water's all the way in the bowl part. It's all the way down in that, that really, you know, thin part at the bottom. Well, Sandra, I can see how that must be very frustrating. And I can tell you exactly why it's happening. It's happening because you have a blocked vent. So our plumbing systems have to breathe, so to speak. That's why when you look at a house and you look at the roof line, you see all these pipes that pop up through the roof. Those are the vent pipes. And they let the air into the plumbing system so that when you flush and water goes down, there's some air behind it to replace it. Otherwise, it tries to find that air other places, which in your case means stealing the water or stealing the air out of your toilet. That's why it pulls that water. And you probably, if you were standing there, would hear it gurgling as it does that. So you need to get in touch with the plumber and find out what you can do to either clear the vent if it's blocked or add an additional vent. And if you do that, both toilets will flush normally and both fill with the proper amount of water. Well, if home is where the heart is, then kitchens are clearly one of the vital organs that convert the house into a home. So it's no surprise that kitchen renovations are among the most popular remodeling projects tackled every year. But while any home improvement project can be complicated, major kitchen remodeling can definitely turn your life completely upside down. Not to mention all of that fast food poundage you're definitely going to be gaining because you're just waiting for that kitchen to welcome you back in. And quite frankly, that could take forever. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
If you want to avoid those home improvement hassles, it makes sense to break down the projects into smaller pieces, you know, small parts that can be completed independent of one another. Not only does this make the project more manageable, the smaller changes can also have a big visual impact and even cut down on the need for more major makeovers later on. So, for example, changing the kitchen countertop, painting the cabinets, or even simply replacing all of that cabinet hardware, these are projects that can be done in hours, not weeks, and they do result in a very attractive and, quite frankly, big transformation. I mean, we just painted our kitchen cabinets, and while, yes, it was messy and it was a lot of work, it looks amazing. I mean, it completely feels like a totally different space. It feels bigger. It feels brighter. So definitely a project that you can tackle over a week's period for a huge difference. And along those same lines, you could also replace the kitchen floor. You could improve the kitchen lighting. And as you say, Leslie, just paint the room, paint the cabinets, and you get a fresh new look in that space. And you can also think about replacing faucets with water-efficient models or switch out old appliances for more Energy Star certified models. All these will lower the utility costs across the board. And my favorite quick fix, new cabin hardware. Really inexpensive, and it's like adding new bling to your kitchen. Oh, my God. That's the best part, picking out the hardware. Well, that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Mike in Delaware, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Actually calling to find out the best way to remove the trim and old hardwood floor without tearing it all up. So you want to remove just the trim? Is that what you said? Uh, the the base mold, the quarter round, and the existing um, previous hardwood. I've got new hardwood to put down. Oh, you've got new hardwood to put down. Um, but you said without tearing it up. I mean, you're going to have to tear it up to remove it. Yeah, without without destroying it to be able to repurpose. It. Oh, without. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. You want to try to preserve it, man. I got to tell you, it's tough because if it's traditional three quarter inch hardwood and it's put in with flooring nails. These are like flat, long steel nails that go on at an angle, uh, and they go in um, the tongue part of this, and it's very, very difficult to take that floor up. Generally, you have to cut it out and, and pry it up. It would be an enormous amount of work for you to get that floor out. I mean, even if you sort of cut out, say, a foot of it so you can get some flat bars in there and start working it, I think you're going to find that it's, an, it's going to be a lot of work to try to you know, work each one of those boards loose to the point where you could back the nails out and preserve it. I mean, it's certainly worth a shot, and depending on what kind of materials, what kind of hardware they use to put that together, Mike, you may have a chance of trying to save some of that. But it's very, very difficult because if it was put down properly, it would have been put down with a flooring nailer. And the way that thing works is it's a hammer that kind of fits right into the tongue side of the board. And then you slam the the mallet down and it shoots the nail deep into the wood and then countersinks it. So it's a hard fastener to get out. It's really only designed to go one way. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, heading over to Pennsylvania. Courtney's got an HVAC question for us. I want to install air conditioning system in my house. We currently use window units, and we have baseboard heat with oil and hot water. So I guess I'm wondering if, like, the best way to do that, we have a Cape Cod house. We'll need to put in ducting, but there has been some talk from the contractors that I've had come in, talk about the difficulty based on, like, the structure of the house, and also if I should consider taking out the uh, baseboard heaters and just doing, like, all one system for heating and AC. Ah, I don't know, Courtney. I don't like the idea of people removing a hot water baseboard system. That's really a fantastic heating system, and it works so well. Oh, man, really. I totally agree with you there. That would be a really dumb thing to do. That's a very exquisite system because it's a moist heating system. It's a quiet heating system. Nobody takes out a good hot water system like that and puts in ducts if they can help it. Now, in terms of adding air conditioning to the rest of the house, there's a couple of ways to do that. Now, you can do that with a duct system. There's a type of duct system that is designed to be high-velocity, low-volume type of a system. It's called Space Pack. And these are very, very small ducts that are like the size of dryer vents can actually fit inside the walls and inside the floors. Second to that, a good HVAC contractor can find ways to run ducting upstairs to that Cape Cod. And thirdly, you could do ducting on the first floor traditionally, and then you could have the whole second floor be cooled from a mini-split ductless. This is one of those units that's installed on the wall, has a second compressor outside, smaller one, and designed only to cool that space. So there's a bunch of ways to do this, but the idea of tearing out a hot water baseboard system and putting in one ducted system that's heating and cooling, really bad idea. I would go with the AC uh, separate from the heat. You'll be very happy if you do. Craig in Tennessee needs some help with a fireplace. What's going on? I'm um, looking at adding a gas log fireplace. I just wanted uh, to know which one would be better, the ventless or the venus. So, Craig, if you want to put in a, a gas fireplace, uh, I'm going to presume that you're talking about doing this from scratch. In other words, you're not putting a gas log inside of a existing masonry fireplace because that's possible, but, of course, you got to make sure if you do that that the damper is essentially permanently left open. Otherwise, you could fill the house up with carbon monoxide. Plus, they're super expensive to run, by the way, those gas logs. Now, if you want to just get like a regular gas fireplace, these are what we call zero-clearance fireplaces because they're essentially manufactured appliances that fit uh, inside of the home and are designed to be close to combustible materials. They are vented and non-vented, as you say. I would always, always, always prefer a vented fireplace, one that has a vent, a chimney that goes outside. I don't like the non-vented ones because basically that's another way of saying it's just going to dump the gas inside your house. And while the the combustion is so is such that uh, when it's running properly, it shouldn't put out any level of uh, carbon monoxide, um, I'm just not comfortable with that. I would much rather have a vented fireplace any day of the week. 
Well, if you love old homes, you know that they definitely have a mind of their own. I mean, almost like personalities. And sometimes they got a lot of personalities all mixed up in one. And you know what? A lot of the times it can be noisy plumbing. And the plumbing system, I find, makes some really strange sounds. And they are quite mysterious. But while some of them are annoying, I mean, are a lot of them bad, Tom? Well, I mean, sometimes they're just a nuisance, but sometimes they also could possibly signal a more serious problem. But most of the time, they're kind of a nuisance. So it really depends. For example, have you ever heard sort of like a ticking noise from a baseboard radiator? This happens when the radiator expands or contracts. And especially bad when you have uh, one of the newer radiators that are made out of the, of like sort of finned aluminum as oh, opposed to the cast iron ones. I was uh, I stayed at an Airbnb up in Vermont last winter, did a skiing trip with my daughter, and uh, the homeowner had particularly loud radiators, and I mentioned it to him, and he said, oh, yeah, I did this, and I did that, and I took it apart, and I changed this, and I changed that, and he had no idea what it was, what was causing it. I said, all you got to do is sort of file those gaps in the wall where the pipes go through, because that's what was happening. It was basically dragging against the framing. And as it does that, it makes this sort of cricking sound or ticking sound. And because they're copper, it can sort of like amplify and sound really bad. So, again, it's a very simple thing that doesn't really cause any serious damage and has a really easy fix. But definitely has more stress associated with it than than should because it really is not that big of a deal. Yeah, I always associate that with, ooh, the heat's coming on. We're going to be real cozy. It's, you know, the bright side of the banging and tinging of things. (laughs) (laughs) The other sound that the plumbing system makes is water hammer. And I mean, that is a tremendous banging that you hear when, say, the washing machine valve closes. Because when that water is turned off, it comes to this abrupt stop and it kind of shakes the pipes. So the best solution is a water hammer arrestor that uses a rubber bladder and some air. And that's going to absorb the shock. Now, the water hammer arrestor without a rubber bladder that uses just air eventually it's going to become waterlogged and then it'll not work and you'll end up with the same problem. But the arrestor should either be installed close to the valve that's causing the problem or close to the sound of the hammer. Now, we talked about noisy radiators. The same thing can happen with when you have a ducted system. If you have a furnace and you have metal ducts, they can all sort of creep as they heat up because, again, they expand as they go. When that cold metal furnace duct starts to rattle and whistle and the hot air rushes through, it's going to heat up. And aside from that whistling sound, you'll have all that sort of creaking sound. So the solution is simply just cushion the ducts against the wood framing with rubber pads. And also check there's nothing blocking the air registers at their turn because that also causes pressure issues. So now another thing is oil canning. And that's like a loud popping sound. It's not just from the Wizard of Oz, but it's kind of this like loud pop. And it happens when the forced air systems come on and then the ductwork kind of fills with the air really quickly. And then it expands like a balloon. And if the ducts aren't reinforced or designed properly, they definitely can make a loud banging sound as they're flexing outward to accommodate all of that airflow that you've just called for. Yeah, I'll give you a quick trick on that. It's not a big deal, but if you find the place in the duct where it's usually somewhere near the heating system itself, where that expansion and that popping is happening, you can take a piece of wood like a one by two and essentially screw it, use a drywall screw because it'll pierce right through the metal, screw it to the outside of the duct in that area. It essentially just, even if it's like four or five feet long or three feet long, whatever it takes there, it will basically kind of reinforce the metal there. And, you know, it doesn't look great, but you're not really doing it for looks. And it will do the job of stopping the duct from sort of popping out, making that really loud sound because it can really freak you out. Uh, and then lastly, if you've got any banging radiators or whistling radiators, 
um, especially steam radiators, this happens too. Uh, when that happens, the radiator usually is not draining properly. So when you look at the steam radiator, one side's usually higher than the other, and if it sort of settles down to where it's level, then you get all that noise, which is basically little pops of steam exploding. If it's pitched properly to drain properly, then that will go totally away. So simple things that cause this, and, and none of this is really going to harm your plumbing system, but it can definitely quiet it down and, and not kind of be so annoying to those that are living uh, in the house, especially when it happens overnight. That can really be kind of freaky. Hey, we're giving away a great set of products today that can help you with dozens of repairs around the house from the original Super Glue Corporation, and that's including Super Unix. Now, this is a universal instant extreme adhesive, and it uses a new technology that's designed to outperform instant super glues. I love that it's really great for vertical applications because sometimes you're just trying to glue something to something upright that you can't lay down, and this is like instant adhesion. And it even works excellently with porous materials. Sometimes you put a, like a glue on it, just kind of dissipates into the material itself and then doesn't stick. Not here with Super Unix. And it's also water-resistant, which makes it great for using outdoors. And that really, you know, think about it. You can fix something underwater, like a little water feature or a koi pond or something. Totally a great prize. The Super Unix retails for $4.99, but you can buy it at Amazon or in your local hardware store. But check it out if you want at supergluecorp.com slash superunix. We've got a package of nine different products from the Super Glue Corporation going out to one caller drawn at random. If you'd like to win it, give us a call right now or post your questions at moneypit.com. Heading out to Minnesota, Carol's got a question about slippery steps. What's going on? Just wondering um, what we could do with them besides carpeting that would still be good when you have grandchildren and people going up and down and so some kind of good quality thing that would look nice. You know, Carol, there's actually a couple of different options, you know, outside of carpeting for those steps. And you can do something that's almost like an anti-slip tread that attaches to the step itself, and that'll do the trick. But, I mean, with carpeting, there's also different ways that you can make sure that that carpeting is held down so it's not slipping off of the tread itself. There's different carpets that have, uh, you know, a, a different texture so that they feel more grippy as well. But there's lots of options so you don't feel slippy slidey. They can also be complementary to whatever the main carpet is, right? So it doesn't have to be the same color. It could be distinctive. And towards the top, you could have a very nice nosing you know, that sets it off and aligns with the upper floor. Yeah, that's a super great idea, Tom. I love mixing and matching those colors and textures. Occasionally, I, I get, get the core right. Once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the days become shorter, sometimes our home's exterior seems to sort of fade away in the dark because of all of those shortened days. And that's why now is a good time to think about your lighting. Adding a fixture or two can definitely wash your entryway in a light that can really help it stand out. Yeah, and think about it. You can also add color and texture to your porch with planters. And if you fill them with seasonal colors, I mean, whether or not they're silk arrangements that are meant for outside or found objects, sometimes even, I know this is kind of pushing the holidays, but when we get our Christmas tree, I usually trim away a lot from the bottom, and so I use those extra branches to fill urns or window boxes or stuff outside to kind of just bring that seasonal look outside and and it lasts a long time. So if you buy some cut greenery, you can put that in those urns and flower boxes outside now and have them last all through the winter. And you can add in some hints of orange for the autumn holidays, you know, Thanksgiving or even just the month of November. And then come December, you can add in touches of metallics or reds. It's really great because you're just bringing in the hint of the season and you can ride it all the way through the winter. 
Now, here's a project that's kind of a pet peeve of mine because too many of us don't have this, and that is big, bright house numbers. You know, this is not sort of a decor statement. This is a safety thing, people. If the police or the fire department can't find your house in an emergency, that attention is going to be delayed. So a good time to mount new, large, bright house numbers on your house where they can be seen. The door, the steps, nothing too fancy. You know, use block letters. Don't use anything too, like, calligraphy-like. Sometimes you see these super fancy numbers. I can't even read them when I'm standing in front of them, let alone from the street. So find some nice, clear numbers and get them added to your house so that in the event of an emergency, first responders can find your place quickly. Thomas, in New York, you've got the money pit. I hear you want to take on a decking project. What's going on? I have a deck. It's been in for years. It has composite on top, or I guess it's tracked. And then the joist underneath holding the deck up, I was wondering if that needs to be treated because it's a quarter-inch drainage between boards, and I'm wondering if that eventually will rot the joist underneath. So generally, when you have composite decking, the framing itself is pressure-treated lumber. So I would get under that deck and see if you've got that green pressure-treated type of lumber, because if that's the case, there's really nothing further you would have to do. And frankly, today, I can't imagine that anyone would have built a deck with non-treated lumber because it could rot if that was the case. So I would check to see what kind of framing lumber that was used. And if you've got pressure treated, as I suspect, there's nothing further you need to do. You can rely on that treatment process to last 25 or 30 years and enjoy that composite surface because that was a smart thing to do. you got no cracking, no checking, a little bit of cleaning to do now and again because sometimes it gets a little full of mildew. Uh, but other than that, uh, it should be a great surface to work with. And the fact that they left that quarter-inch space is good because that helps it drain better. Reach out to us anytime at moneypit.com, just like Mahali did. And they write, a torrential rainstorm flooded our below-ground window well and rose up to the level of the dryer vent. I plan on sealing the gaps around the vent pipe with a waterproof sealant, but I'm concerned that rainwater might still come through the dryer vent if it reaches that level. Yeah, okay, well... <laughs> You want to try to make some, turn something into a water pipe that has no business being a water pipe, and that is this dryer vent opening. The, the, the solution here is to stop the flooding, not to seal the duct. You're kind of going about this in the wrong way. So if you want to stop a window well from filling up, a couple of things that you should be doing. First of all, you should be very carefully looking at all of the drainage at the foundation perimeter and making sure that the soil slopes away and that your downspouts are extending away. And also, because it's around a one window well area, I might also put a cover on that window well. I generally don't think they're that important, but since you're having this problem, you might want to put a cover on it. Although, having said that, it also occurs to me that it depends on how your duct, your dryer duct is set to, it's got to still be able to come out through the other side of that window well. So as long as you can uh, get that, that dryer exhausted, then maybe putting cover on that is a smart thing to do. Or you could reroute the dryer exhaust duct and take it up higher and bring it out through the box beam. That's where the floor beams are uh, and run it out there so it's a little higher on the house. It's probably a good idea anyway. So a couple of things you can do, but uh, this is not a situation where you want to try to let that water run in that or even around that dryer exhaust duct. It shouldn't be piling up there in that window well at all. So fix the drainage. Uh, on moneypit.com, there is a post about stopping leaking and damp basements and crawl spaces and uh, it's on our homepage because it's pretty much one of the most downloaded posts that we have. Uh, and that will give you some more step-by-step -step instruction on how to accomplish that.
All right. Well, Mike wrote in saying, I have a house that was built in 2005 in Christianburg, Virginia. Both of my driveways have cracks and several slabs are now uneven. Is there a good way to stop all the cracking and shifting? You know, uh, cracking and shifting, uh, two words you don't want to associate with a house that's like 15 years old, drive, driveway or not, right? I mean, it's most likely, I think, Leslie, the result of the initial concrete pour not being done well. A lot of times with newer construction, you know, they dig out the hole to build the house, and then when they put the grade back, they don't tamp it down properly. And so, you know, we're all in a hurry to finish, so they pour the concrete on top of the softer dirt, and this is what happens. It starts to move a lot. So I think your best bet at this point, Mike, is to slow the movement by getting as much water away from that space as possible. Because if you've got drainage that's getting on the dry, getting near the driveway, under the driveway, through the cracks, that water weakens the soil underneath. It's like mud, right? If it's wet, you sink in it. But when the soil's dry, you walk on top of it. So if you were to try to keep as much water away from that driveway as you can, even if you need to add something like a curtain drain to it, that will slow the deterioration that you're seeing. But ultimately, you're going to have to tear it out and do it again. You can't fix something that wasn't done right in the first place when it's a concrete driveway. Hey, you know what, Mike? If you head on over to the home center, QuickCrete makes a lot of great sealants for that type of driveway that'll definitely help you keep things looking great and staying, like, you know, staying in presentable condition for some time. So definitely check out QuickCrete. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. As we move through to the chilly days of fall, we hope that we find you safe and sound and comfortable in your house. And, hey, before we have to seal the doors, seal the windows, seal ourselves inside for the really cold part of the winter ahead, why not take on some projects to make that space more comfortable, more attractive for you, more organized for you? Because if you want to get those jobs done, we can help. Remember, you can reach out to us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT or post your questions to us through our social media accounts or at moneypit.com. For now, though, that's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit.